everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the One Bitcoin Show. Today is January the 16th, 2020. Strong hand, long-term thinking, having hype. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. One Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin. In motion, unconfiscatable. I'm offended by selling. Hello, my elite friends. How are you all doing tonight? I know you're happy as we go live. All sorts of stuff is pumping. The MWC is pumping. The BTC is pumping. Oh, yeah, it's getting close to a magical round number again for you fiat freaks. Everyone, check out all the links below. Tomorrow is This Week in Bitcoin. It will be at 5.15, like the Who song from Quadrophenia, 5.15, an excellent song. It will be 5.15 Baltimore time. We will have Hasma Cook on from Australia. Uh, we will have B-Gold Ed from New York. And joining us from Venezuela will be Gabriel. And he's going to give – and everyone loves when Gabriel's on the show. Everyone loves when all those dudes are on the show. They're the best freaking guests in the space but he's going to give us some Petro information, what's really going on in Venezuela. I spoke to Gabriel today, and I was kind of surprised at some of the Petro stuff that's going on. You're not exactly hearing everything. Uh, so watch tomorrow's show, 5.15 Baltimore time. That's 2.15 in L.A. and uh, 10.15 in London. But you can remember it easily because the Who song, that's what time it will be on in Baltimore. Web City says, and he does this right. He types in Bitcoin Meister. If you had a question, type in Bitcoin Meister. He says, when in El Paso, do not go to Mexico. I was told it's dangerous in that area. Yet you don't want to go to Juarez. Yeah. El Paso is incredibly safe. Juarez uh, is not so safe. When you're on I-10 coming in on the bus, right when you're getting into downtown El Paso, you see the border. You see the border trucks, the U.S. border guard. Um, a, a few trucks in a very short space. And then you see Juarez doesn't look as nice as uh, El Paso. But yeah, I know I have no plans to go to Juarez ever in my life until one day, hopefully it'll become a nicer place. But no, no, no plans at all to go there. But thank you. And yes, everyone, I'm in uh, beautiful El Paso, Texas, where it actually rained today. It, very, it rains very rarely. Uh, when I was running, it was raining. It's like the sunniest city in America, apparently. I don't know. Okay, dudes. So uh, you, you got a little. I hope you're playing this at 2x. If you're not watching this live, you're getting a little uh, Saturday Beyond Bitcoin stuff here. Remember, check out every Saturday Beyond Bitcoin. We'll talk about uh, all sorts of subject matters that go way, way beyond uh, Bitcoin. Now, the I, I having hype. It started. People are spreading the word. We're we're the marketing team, and David Nage, who has been on the show before. And he's not a, a Bitcoin maximalist to say the least, but he was on uh, the TD Ameritrade network and he retweeted it so everyone would watch it. And they said, uh, David Nage explains to the female host why, I don't know her name, why Bitcoin's imminent having and its identification as a global macro hedge could be key to. Bitcoin sustaining positive momentum. Well, I, he went on some mainstream show and talk, told the people about the halving. And, and they're like, oh, what's the halving? What's that? He's doing his part there. 
As I said in 2016, mainstream would be talking about the halving. Already we're getting some of our crypto supporters going on shows. David Nage just did it and just saying halving. And then you have TD Ameritrade tweeting out something with halving in it. More people wonder what it is. Oh, it's time to buy because this halving thing is coming up. You will see it. It is part of the having hype. We can all do our part. Use the hashtag having hype in Twitter and just tell a friend about the having. Okay. Remember, if you got questions, type in Bitcoin Meister so I can see them. Uh, then that now, speaking of mainstream, everyone pound that like button first of all. I don't know if I've said that yet. <laughs> Bloomberg has an article that. I find very it's a very positive article. Traditional hedge funds, pensions, and endowments are boosting cryptocurrency holdings, according to the biggest Bitcoin trust provider. And that's a GBTC, Grayscale Investments, Barry Silbert, which lets accredited investors own Bitcoin and other coins via its funds, said that it took in $608 million last year, surpassing the total amount raised the previous six years, <laughs> oh man, the majority of the inflows, about 71%, came from institutions, people, institutions like hedge funds, up from 66% in 2018, according to Grayscale. It's clear that we're experiencing institutional adoption, said Michael Sonenshine, uh, managing director at Grayscale. The asset class is experiencing increased validation from legacy companies like Fidelity and CME, signaling to institutions and the investment community as a whole that crypto as an asset class is here to stay. So there, the institutions are here silently. Um, we don't really hear that much about it, but there were some real numbers right there that more and more are, are piling in to BBTC and you can see the clear interest out there. So it, it, it's not like they're <laughs> making a big, tremendous announcement. It's silently happening, uh, quietly happening. And well, are you going to be sitting on your hands and being silent? Or are you going to make noise and be in motion and not miss out? Because they're not missing out. Right now, the retail people, maybe the having hype will get the regular retail mom and pop dudes back in. They have not been around since late 2017, early 2018. They threw up their hands in disgust. Oh, why does it crash so much? I can't take this. Dudes, that's that's when you that's when you get in. That's when you get in, when it's cheap, when it's $3,000 or whatever. These institutions have been doing it silently. He just said all 2019, they were piling in there, more so than they'd ever before. All right. Read the Bloomberg article if you need more information about that. All right, all you tax freaks out there. Or all you dudes that like to spend small amounts of Bitcoin. This is for you. Uh, figuring out taxes on a small day-to-day. Uh, figuring out taxes on small day-to-day -day uses of cryptocurrency is a nightmare. A bill that would fix that has been reintroduced in Congress. Meet the Virtual Currency Tax Fairness Act of 2020. All right. Nir Niraj writes about that below. Uh, the Virtual Currency Tax Fairness Act of 2020 was introduced with bipartisan sponsors. Great. And one of them was the dude from Minnesota, uh, Congressman Emmer. Good job, dude. You were awesome. Uh, awesome for a congressperson. <laughs> sponsors in Congress today. It would uh, create a sensible de minimis exemption 
for low value cryptocurrency transactions in day-to-day -day use. Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies exist in a gray area. They are commodities that can be spent as easily as any currency. This creates a complication in their tax treatment that we have been lobbying to change for years. Every time someone spends cryptocurrency, a taxable event occurs. This means that a user must calculate how much a participant, how much a particular coin they are spending has appreciated or depreciated in value anytime they buy a cup of coffee or send a fraction of a penny to an internet meter or chicken feeder. And <laughs> they must report that in their taxes. So they're gonna they're proposing, and you can read the bill below, less than $200. You don't have to worry about how much you paid for it. You're just using it like it's dollars, okay? You're not, you're, you don't have to uh, summons your accountant, uh, summon your, summons your accountant and have him do a tax work for every purchase you make under $200. Uh, you don't have to worry about that if this passes. And th this makes a lot of sense. This makes a lot of sense. I mean, first of all, all Bitcoin, it shouldn't be taxed. It should be like dollars. It should be like buy it. But we're, we're not there yet. But this is, this is a nice first step. Now, at the same time, there's a darker side of this. <laughs> um, it will make more people want to spend their Bitcoin. And, of course, I'm offended by selling it. But, hey, people are going to do what they're going to do. I, I can't prevent that. Uh, I think people should hold, buy and hold 2024, obviously. But if this passes, clearly more people will feel comfortable spending it. Because some people are a little scared to spend it because they don't they they're worried about the tax you know filing, reporting every single purchase they make on their their taxes they're not cool with that okay, so read that below in Canada the government is uh, making some noise also uh, first of all whoa what just happened there I just saw Rocky had something in the chat oh there he says when in El Paso. Do not okay, no, that, that's Web City. Oh, here he's Rocky says, out in West Texas town of El Paso, Adam fell in love with a Mexican girl. Well, that is a song. It's called El Paso, right? It's from the 50s. No, I did I no, I did not <laughs> it's a song. He's singing a song. He's got little tunes in there too. Thank you for the comment, uh uh Rocky Palumbo. You, you you never know. You never know who I'm gonna meet in uh in El Paso. Hope to meet some Bitcoiners. All right, value your wealth in Bitcoin, not in uh in the, the lovely ladies of Mexico. I'm sure they're quite lovely. Now, uh, let, let's continue. Canada. We're talking Mexico. We're talking U.S. Let's talk Canada. And there are some lovely ladies in Canada, too. Uh, in wake of Quadriga, this is from Nick Carter. Always good to read Nick Carter every day on his Twitter. Treat it like a blog, as I say. In the wake of Quadriga, Canadian securities regulators are pushing back against custodial exchanges hard. Their new guidance holds that custodial coins are potentially derivatives uh, ripe for future Bitcoin further uh, rather than uh, the thing itself. Interestingly, this is a very strong endorsement of not your keys, not your coins from regulators themselves. They do, they do caveat that exchanges will not be subject to this if they give users immediate delivery of their coins. This should give U.S. exchanges pause and give proof of reserves some attention. And I linked to the Canadian uh, suggestion by their uh, authority, their security authority. I don't know what it's called over there. But they're saying 
they're warning some of these exchanges like if you're holding people's bitcoin you got to be able to deliver it right away you got to be able to show that you really had it or else it's a promise for the future it's a security it's not it, it's 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 not it's it's not bitcoin it's not it's not, it's a good point it's it's a great endorsement of proof of keys and of, of of proof of reserves so they might they're they've been freaked out by the hack uh, that they had in canada and they're get, they're getting a little stricter in in well i don't encourage people to put their bitcoin on canadian exchanges and this will maybe get rid of some of those exchanges we shall see uh if this becomes law, I don't know if it is law. It seems like it's just a suggestion. Are they going to are they going to make examples of some Canadian exchanges? I don't know. But it does. Uh, maybe the Canadian exchanges they want the Canadian exchanges to be proactive and just have a proof of reserve system where they show, okay, here is the address that your Bitcoin is addressed is at. This is yours. We have your private key. It's really here. There it is. It's not a promise that we're going to give it to you in the future. We didn't lend it out to anyone or we didn't embezzle. Pound that like button. All right. Global central bank reserve chart. Tor Demeester has tweeted out a chart uh, that shows that less, uh, well, global central banks are not holding the dollar and the euro as much in terms of percentage as they used to. And other is growing in terms of percentage. And Tur Demeester says, let's keep an eye on other. So what is the other that these global central banks are? It's a growing category percentage-wise of their total of funds. Other is growing. Maybe it's some Bitcoin in there. Maybe, who knows? Will uh, Is other going to keep on growing? I, it might, if they're smart. It'd be frick if I was in charge of their central banks. I would. That's all I would have in my reserves is, is Bitcoin. Okay, yeah, it's that freaking awesome. <laughs> Greetings from New Zealand, Barefoot Barry says. Okay, good. That was really weird. What uh, just it looked like in the chat with those musical notes there, man. That's uh, I never I've never seen that. Those musical notes got my attention, Rocky. Good good job, Rocky Palumbo. Use his services. He's freaking awesome. Okay, he's been on the show recently. Check out techvault.com, disruptmeister.com to see all the shows. And you can see Rocky on the shows. Uh, what else do we have? Oh, throwback to Bitcoin four months before the second halving. This is an awesome chart, people. You, you should go to it. It's, it. It moves. This animated chart. This price, the price was declining after going up 200% from the bottom. People were saying the halving was priced in. Here's what happened the following months. And I remember it quite well. I remember four months before the 2016 halving, it, it doubled in price. It started to double in price up to the halving. Look at his chart for you dudes that went around, and that's most of you. Hey, man, having hype. Spread the word. Spread the word about that chart. We can do the marketing. We can hype it up. Here, let me check. Has it been during this show? Has it been hyping up? Oh, now you see it goes up, it goes down, dudes. It goes up, it goes down. We'll, we'll talk about the, NW, the MWC. That did go up. Um, it's every day. We got this MWC crypto dividend for free because you get Bitcoin insider information here. And it, it got up to a few minutes ago. 
it got up to six dollars and twenty cents, <laughs> which means you got a two point eight percent return on if you had one Bitcoin, you got forty one uh, over forty of the MWC. Multiply that by six twenty, and that's a two point eight percent return, which is almost as good as what uh, Bcash and BSV are right now. I don't know what to say. Free is free. That's pretty cool. I don't know who's buying it. Uh, I love that I got it for free uh, and uh, I haven't disposed of all of it yet. So uh, obviously I got a big, I've got a big smile on my face and of course, and I have, you know, I have most of it. I'll leave it at that. I have most of it. left. Um, and I said yesterday's show that I want more airdrops this year. I want more crypto dividends and dudes at MWC, they could be the ones that are the first of this year. And spread the, because they have some left to airdrop. Not all of it was claimed. So dudes, airdrop it out. Be, be the first crypto dividend of 2020. And another thing, get on another exchange. That Hotbit exchange, no KYC, it's out of China. It's pretty cool. But you get on another one, you get listed on CoinMarketCap, and then everybody out there is going to see you're the best Mimblewimble coin out there. And all those people who missed out on the airdrop, they're going to buy it. And for us that got it for free, we won't be buying it, but we'll be selling it to those dudes. So, yeah, of course it's the best Mimblewimble coin out there. Why? Because it was given the free for Bitcoin to Bitcoin holders. That's why. <laughs> and I can say that because it was given to me for – it was given to all of us for free. And I think any coin that is a crypto dividend uh, is got some awesomeness to it compared to its competitors. Now – Yes. So the one that's like the Zimbabwe dollar, yeah, I guess it's better than the Zimbabwe dollar. Okay. It, it's it's the one that just came out uh, that was a competitor to the Zimbabwe dollar. They, they printed trillions of it. Yeah, it did. So good. For, that one was the best Zimbabwe dollar out there. I think maybe yesterday's show I said it wasn't as good as the Zimbabwe dollar. It's probably better than the Zimbabwe dollar. Than that. But, but let's, let's forget about that for a second. <laughs> let's go back to <laughs> – let's go back to MWC. And uh, I was like, I was giving it to no. The other reason it, it seriously is the best Mimble Wimble coin because it's got the it's got a real limited supply. One of them doesn't even have a limit. Doesn't have is unlimited, and the other one's got like two hundred sixty million of them. There's only going to ever be twenty million MWC. Okay, dudes, this is not an altcoin show. This is a Bitcoin show, and I'm talking about a crypto dividend that we got for free that we're going to turn into more Bitcoin, baby. I love getting interest in my Bitcoin. If the interest comes in uh, altcoins, which it does, uh, good. That's great. If uh, I, I, you know, I remain in control of my uh, private key, and that is the way. You don't get interest anyway or else. You don't lend it to some some uh, custodial service that, that says they're going to give you two percent. You just got two point eight percent by holding it and signing up for that uh, crypto dividend airdrop. May there be more of them in 2020. It's a good sign that people are thinking about it at least. All right. So let's talk about uh, one uh, unfriendly fork. Well, the, someone that was behind one unfriendly fork is sued uh, Holdenot. And Holdenot just told, told us all that the UK High Court handed down judgment today in the defamation case that Fake Toshi filed against me. Uh, this is, again, uh, Holden not talking. The judge ruled that the UK does not have jurisdiction and the proceedings against me there uh, are to be dismissed. 
Norway has jurisdiction. Uh, by the way, Norway is a great country. Always have fun there. Uh, we will go to court there to put an end to this mess. Well, yes, it's a frivolous lawsuit. It's just amazing that people love this guy who is like a tattletale. They, they, <laughs> that this guy who who uh, he's, he's an informant. He's he's an informant. He's a, if it doesn't if he if someone says something bad about him, he goes to to daddy government, mommy government in England to sue. Oh, he said something bad about me. Let me sue this Norwegian guy. Ha ha ha. It's it, it it's so statist. It's it's pathetic. Um, but hey, people can worship him if they want to. He's Jim Jones. But I'm glad that uh, it that this stress is gone from Holdenot now. That's nice that it's going it's going to Norway. But I don't see how anyone can get behind this informant statist Jim Jonesist dude. Hey, that's their business. Believe what you're going to believe, dudes. People fall for anything these days, it seems like. All right, dudes. Well, uh, that, that's the end of the show. We'll be back real soon with This Week in Bitcoin at uh, 5.15 Baltimore time tomorrow. Uh, no other questions. Very good. I'm the Meister, though. I'm the Bitcoin Meister. Run BTC, Jam Master J. Uh, remember, subscribe to this channel, like this video, share this video. Check out the links below. Pound that like button and bang the bell button if you need a reminder. Uh, click on the squares. I will say hello to everyone in the chat. See you tomorrow at 5.15. Great guest. Venezuela, America, Australia. Thanks, guys. Bye.